Happy Monday, Razorback fans. You're five days away from Arkansas at Auburn. You successfully made it through seven games in a bye week, and now there's five games left. Five big games. Arkansas sits at four and three. A big win over BYU going into the bye week. So that was big time. But now you got five games to try to end off the season on a high note. And my preseason predictions, I had them losing the three games they lost and then winning out the rest. So it's possible. I thought it would happen preseason. Now that we are where we are, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. And we're going to talk about that on today's episode of the Gridiron Hawks podcast. We're going to talk about what happened during the bye week, you know, how Arkansas got healthy, the things we heard from Sam Pittman, and the the two media availabilities we had with him. So uh, you're listening to the Gridiron Hawks podcast. I've got Robert Stewart with me. I'm Mason Choate. We're from hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. We're the rivals site covering the Arkansas Razorbacks. And this is a podcast that we do every single week. It was daily for the first seven weeks of the season, but programming uh, announcement, we're now going to go to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, and that's really, it's not because, you know, we could handle the grind of daily, but it we feel like, you know, we're at the point in the season where every day, you know, you're not getting a whole lot of news. You know, it's just the team's getting healthy and they have a game on Saturday. So uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the new schedule for the Great Iron Hawks podcast. And we're excited about that because it's about to be basketball season two. Got a lot to do. And so uh, let's talk about this football team, though, Robert. The bye week much needed for a team that was really beat up. Yeah, I mean, it feels like every single uh, question about what's going wrong for, for Sam Pittman has been met with a response about, you know, we're, we're banged up. And it, it sounds like, you know, we'll, we'll get to talk to him again this week. But as of last week, he's expecting everybody back except for uh, what Jalen Catalan, Ladarius Bishop and um, Torian Carter. But I mean, those are three guys that we knew um, weren't weren't going to be available for a while. So, um, like you said, they were banged up. Getting healthy is going to be huge. They didn't do a whole lot of physical practicing, uh, no physical practicing at all last week, actually just walkthroughs. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be great to see uh, a full cast of characters out there on the planes this weekend. Yeah. Some people were kind of upset uh, about the walkthroughs. And so I get being upset, like, you know, for a team that has really struggled tackling, like Arkansas is definitely uh, near the bottom of the FBS as far as pro football focus grades go for tackling. But would you – I just look at it this way. Like, if they're going to be tackling in practice this week, how much better are they going to get at tackling uh, during the bye week, practicing it, than they did any other week when we heard – all we heard from Sam Pittman was, you know, they're focusing on tackling. You know, it hasn't – I mean, it's it's gotten a little bit better, but it's not like all the other weeks that they've been, you know, putting a big emphasis on tackling, it's gotten that much better. So, during the bye week, take that advantage. Get guys like Bumper Pool – Jaden Hazelwood, those guys who they've been playing through injuries, get them the chance to get healthy. And so that's what they did. Pivot said they did three walkthroughs, which is more than the usual one or two that they would have in an open week. It seems like that's something they've done the past two years. Um, I think last year they only did two walkthroughs. Uh, but he said 
last year they had four games after the bye week. This year they have five, and they might be more beat up this year than they were last year going into the bye week. So uh, he said basically what he said was like they didn't want to chance anything like a hand, a finger, anything happening to anybody during any type of physical practice. One thing that he didn't like about it was the fact that, you know, by not having a physical practice, you're not allowing those younger guys who need to prove themselves more to, uh, you know, show that, you know, they can make big tackles when they do, you know, scrimmages. Uh, those younger guys can't have that experience in the scrimmages. But another thing is, is that the injuries throughout the season have led to younger guys getting more reps than they might normally get. Like you think Sam Bakke, Quincy McAdoo, those guys might not have been playing at all at wide receiver especially in practice and fastball and scrimmages all that but now you look at them and both of them have been running with the second team defense during fastball and so I don't know if you're going to really see them very much on the field probably not at all unless you know the injuries continue to get worse but you look at a guy like Kiwan Parker Kiwan Parker might not have played much this year if it wasn't for these injuries so yes it's an unfortunate you know situation that Kiwan Parker had to get on the field for but also, you look at it, if you have injuries continuing to linger, maybe you feel a little bit more confident in a guy like Kiwan Parker, a guy like Trent Gordon. Don't you think, Robert? Yeah, and, you know, another thing about injuries and the bye week, like, this, it's a perfect time for rest. One of the most frustrating parts about football for me is guys who are stubborn and try to play through injury. Um, this is This is the perfect time for them to relax, get healthy, because you know what? They're going to have a normal week of practice leading up to to this game against Auburn this week. So it, I just don't see it as a big deal at all. One thing to mention that Pittman mentioned that I – and I made this – like I kind of talked to you about this after his Wednesday press conference. He said that K.J. Jefferson did not throw and was not going to throw at all last week um, because of a shoulder. Uh, he had that that weird hit against BYU there at the end where he like landed uncomfortably on his helmet. And it, I mean, it looked bad. It did. Um, and then after the game, we hear from Pittman that it was a stinger. And then we talked to KJ Jefferson after the game, which for those who don't know, there's basically a rule. You don't talk to injured players. If, if it's, if the player's injured, you don't talk to them. In and, and of itself, that was a great sign. It was. And KJ said he was fine. It was just a stinger. Stingers can be scary. There was a, a guy in my high school who had to get they they had to bring the ambulance onto the field and take him straight to the hospital like he was not moving whatsoever and it turned out to just be a stinger so it can look scary and uh the, but the reason he didn't throw was because of a sore shoulder so that was uh that was interesting but that was something that I did not really tweet out or uh, make a huge like I wrote it in my story so if you read my story you knew about it but I feel like with with the way that Razorback fans have kind of been on edge, if you tweet something like that out, they they might take it the wrong way of like, KJ Jefferson's not throwing a ball this week. And then everybody would be like, what the heck is going on? Why can't we say hell? You know, so, um, but according to Pittman, you know, starting today, Monday, KJ Jefferson and the entire team practicing like normal. It's going to be a normal week leading up to Auburn. So the good thing is, is that coming off of a bye week, you're playing a team like Auburn. Like Auburn's a bad team. And so let's start getting into the 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 remaining schedule for Arkansas. You start with Auburn off of the bye week. Um, Auburn's a bad football team. Brian Harson might be out of a job after this year. He might be out of a job before the season's over. Um, 
if you're Arkansas, like no offense to Auburn fans, but if you're Arkansas, you want to beat Auburn so bad that Brian, Brian Harson doesn't have a job after this game. After the way that Auburn games have gone in the past few years, you think about the Bo Nix fumble. Uh, yes, it was a fumble. I mean, everybody listening to this podcast probably agrees it was a fumble. Uh, and then last year, last year's game in Fayetteville, Sam Pittman, you know, continues to talk about how that's a game that they probably should have won. Uh, I think he views that game last year as the one game where Arkansas should have won that game. I mean, there's other ones, but this is the one where there there was really no excuse. So I think there's no excuse for Arkansas to lose lose this game this year, you know, especially coming off the bye week, having your guys healthy. You should not lose this game. You're absolutely correct. They they really have no business losing this week. Um, yet having said that, I, I still just have a bad feeling about it. I mean, it's been, what, since 2015, since the Hogs have won against the Tigers? It just uh, – and there's, there's like, no logic behind this feeling, but it it – doesn't it doesn't feel great you know I, I mentioned this preseason I expect this one to be a loss and I'm I'm still having trouble talking myself into the fact that it's it should be a win right I, so even at this point so like preseason I told you that that's a stupid pick and now you're still feeling that way and and listen I knew that Auburn wasn't going to be good at the time I just the the vibes are bad that's that's really all there is to it for me but I mean if you look at it Statistically, Arkansas is is absolutely the better team on paper and should perform well even on the road this coming week. Yeah, I mean, you look at Auburn's schedule. They, I mean, the best team that they've beat this season is Missouri. That's and they barely beat. They shouldn't have they, beat Missouri. They, they should needed, not have won that game. They needed a colossal mistake by the the other Tigers to to beat them. And the for Auburn though, for the bright side for Auburn is they're also coming off of a bye week. So, um, but it's going to be an 11 a.m. kick. I think that you know that benefits Arkansas. You think back to last year, the 11 a.m. kick at Georgia. I think that was just a completely different circumstance. College game days there. It's a huge game, top ten matchup. This is not that. This is you know an Auburn team that stinks. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. I'm sure that they won't fill up the stadium as much as they would if it was a night game, something like that. So um, I still think Arkansas beats Auburn. I really think Arkansas needs to prove something not only to, you know, other people, you know, the country, but they need to prove something something to themselves, kind of like they did against BYU. They need to prove that, you know, we are a much better team than Auburn. Don't play down to Auburn. Just blow them out. You know, Arkansas can do that. They, they need another one of those stretches of eight straight scoring drives or whatever, right? I mean, I, I know that BYU is not an SEC defense, but, I mean, you you really, really have to prove your superiority this weekend, like you said. Speaking of BYU, they got killed by Liberty. Just absolutely demolished. I think it was like 41-14. to 14. Um, Liberty, that... who's next on the Arkansas schedule. Liberty, who's next on the Arkansas schedule, and they should have their starting quarterback transfer. Uh, he, he played at Baylor, played at Utah, I believe. So they should have him back. They've been playing without him. Uh, they should have him back against Arkansas. Liberty, November 5th, homecoming for Arkansas. Uh, that'll start a four-game or a three-game stretch where they'll play at home. It'll be the first time they've played at home since Alabama on October 1st. So um, I still think Arkansas should win that game. 
But just seeing the way that Liberty beat the brakes off of BYU, um, it makes you worry a little bit. That's no longer like a game that you just mark down as a win. And it never really was because you know Liberty's a good football team. Hugh Freeze, good football coach. But you still felt like Arkansas was going to win this game. Uh, I still think they will. But Liberty looking a little bit scarier after that win over BYU. Yeah, for sure. But but again, it's a non-conference opponent. Arkansas absolutely must flex its SEC muscle in that game. Yeah, okay. It was 41-14. to 14. Maybe Arkansas broke BYU. I think that's what some people were saying. I think BYU is broke to begin with, to be honest. I don't think BYU is that good. I never did. That's why I made it my lock of the century. I haven't talked about that on this podcast. 2-0 and in lock of the centuries, by the way. Uh, picked Notre Dame to beat Tennessee in the Super Regionals, and I picked Arkansas to beat BYU. So if you ever see me on Twitter, at Chote Mason, put out a lock of the century, you better put a lot of money on it. Even even if it comes more than once a century. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the people who are like, how are you going to have multiple locks of the century in the same century? Like, you can only have one. Whatever, shut up. It's It's for fun. All right, moving on. Then you got LSU after Liberty. LSU, who just beat Ole Miss, gave Ole Miss its first loss of the season. This LSU team, we watched them against Florida State in in week one and thought, okay, LSU sucks. You know, they're not that great. Florida State ended up being, I think, better than people expected. And I think at this point, LSU is better than people expected. Outside of a, a big loss to Tennessee, who we now know is a really, really good football team after they beat Alabama, LSU, I mean, they beat Florida, they beat Ole Miss, they beat Auburn, they beat Mississippi State, and then they had a couple non-conference wins against New Mexico State and Southern. They do have Alabama this week, and then they'll be playing Arkansas. So you get LSU off of the Alabama week, which is huge. Um, I think I still think Arkansas wins that, especially because it's a home game. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, you know, LSU it didn't start the strongest, but it feels like you know, Brian Kelly's figured it out with that group now. Um, you know, think back to uh, to 2020 and Sam Pittman's first year. Tough game against Georgia to start things off and then three and two in the next five games. And I feel like, I don't remember if this is true or not, but I feel like Auburn was, was one of those first six games and therefore probably should have been a win because of the fumble, right? Um, but, you know, that it, it feels like feels like the, the, the Tigers have figured it out in Baton Rouge and, you know, I'm not feeling so good about that game anymore. So, um, you know, with, with them and Ole Miss back-to-back, they're, they're at the end of the home slate. Feels like, at the very least, you'd, you'd like to you'd like to get a split there. Yeah, you know, looking at it before LSU beat Ole Miss, I looked at Ole Miss as the only game that Arkansas might lose the remainder of the season. And now I don't feel good about the LSU game. I still think they're going to win. I don't feel as good about it. And then you talk about the Ole Miss game, which is the next week, November 19th. I mean, having those games back-to-back at home is huge. Um, You like to have that. It's very big time for Arkansas. Hopefully they can stay healthy for both of those games. But the Ole Miss game is going to be tough. Uh, LSU, of course, is going to be tough because you you talked about it. They're better than they are or better than they were earlier in the season. I want to look at Ole Miss, who they play before that game, because that – I mean, we just talked about LSU coming off the Alabama game. Let's see. They got AM this weekend. Uh, then they have a bye week. Then they're coming off of Alabama. So you get Ole Miss and LSU, both of them coming off of games against Alabama. That's huge. 
Right. And I haven't watched much Ole Miss this year, but it seems like they were undefeated for too long. Um, I mean, Kentucky was a good win, but I, I don't really know if they ever had any really impressive wins outside of that. I don't know. No, let me let me run you through their schedule. Troy, UCA, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Auburn, and then LSU. That is an awful schedule. I mean, Kentucky, and they, they won it in a nail-biter by three. But, I mean, Troy, UCA, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, all those teams are not good. And then you played two of the worst teams in the SEC in Vanderbilt and Auburn. And then you go and lose to LSU, who is a decent opponent. And Kentucky is a team that I feel like every year starts off the season super hot, and then they just trail off at the end. And and the, the LSU game last week wasn't close, right? Like 45 to 20? Um. Uh, yeah, 45 to 20 LSU. I mean, that's a beatdown. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, I, I think Ole Miss was expo- exposed for the frauds that they are. Um, this this weekend they play A and M, which will you we know that A and M's not that good of a team. That loss that Arkansas had to them is going to be a bad loss. But if if A and M beats Ole Miss and it's at A and M, it's in College Station, then you really expose Ole Miss for the frauds that they were. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. And then, of course, you play at Missouri and Columbia to end the season. I feel like we both think that's a win, but, I mean, that's it's just one of those games. Arkansas always struggles in Columbia. So, I still think they win, though. I mean, Missouri's just not good. I do, too, um, and yet it feels like even if it's by the thinnest of margins, Missouri might be a little better than everybody expected them to be this year. Yeah, they. I mean, they've played competitive games. You think back to that Georgia game where they only lost by four. You, you felt like Missouri was always going to lose it, but it was interesting that they kept it close. Uh, let's see. They got killed by Kansas State, who's good. Should have beat Auburn, but Auburn's bad. Uh, kept it close against Florida. Only lost by seven to Florida, and then they lost by th- – or they won by three over Vanderbilt. So, And then they've got South Carolina, Kentucky – Tennessee, and they'll be coming off New Mexico State before the Arkansas game. So that's good for them. Arkansas will be coming off of Ole Miss. So, Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the 34-17 three-score game or whatever it was in Fayetteville last year, but our Arkansas really does need to need to finish on a high note and win that game. Okay, so Arkansas sits at four and three. They've got five games left at Auburn, Liberty, LSU, Ole Miss, at Missouri. What are you saying their record is going to be these last five games? I mean, minimum, you have to win three, right? I think minimum, and Arkansas fans would hate to hear this, but minimum, you just got to win two to get to a bowl game. You cannot go five and seven or four and eight. Like, you have to get to a bowl game this year. Six and six would definitely be, you know, a failure, I think based off of the expectations going into the season, the talent this team had. Um, but you have to win two at the very least. Three, if you're trying to like make it look a little better. But realistically, if you're talking about preseason expectations, you probably got to win four. Eight wins, I think, is probably reaches the preseason expectation. I, I would agree with that. Um, and yet at this juncture, I'm, I'm saying you got to win three because like you said, I – I don't think six and six is a bad mark, 
simply because you have to consider the the big picture of the last five years, right? It's like, yes, it's a regression from last year, but I mean, you were happy to win an SEC game two years ago. Okay. Like going to a bowl, it's, it's still progress. Maybe, maybe it's a minor setback, but you know, in, in a way last year may, may have been a fluke. Like, they were they were really good last year. It was really fun last year, um, but i i don't I don't think it's a bad thing if you go six and six this year. I'm saying you got to win three to make up for the A and M loss earlier in the year because that one should have been a win. So, are you saying the three wins are? I'm going to assume Auburn, Liberty, Missouri. Yes, you need to win those three. I think you should split LSU and Ole Miss. Um, and so that would put you at eight and four. And yet, I don't think nine is out of the picture. Like I said earlier, I I predicted them to win all these games preseason. I'm still undefeated in my preseason predictions. I still feel good about them having a chance to win every single game. I think four and one. Okay, I think three and two is, as you mentioned, three and two is the floor. Like, you can't do worse than that. I think five and zero is doable. I'm going to say they go five and zero. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say that they win out. They beat Auburn, a bad Auburn team. They beat a good Liberty team at home. They get LSU and Ole Miss, both of them coming off Alabama, and then you beat a Missouri team that you should beat. You know, he's he's drinking the Kool Aid, ladies and gentlemen. There's no Kool Aid to drink. I think that these are all winnable games for Arkansas. It's just like, can you stay healthy? Can you take advantage of the bye week and not get guys hurt? Like. A guy like Miles Slusher, who we don't know what's going on with him. He might not play another game this season. But like a guy like him, gotta keep him healthy. You gotta stay healthy in the secondary. You can't have him missing games. You can't have Kari Johnson missing games. You can't have Jaden Johnson missing games. You can't have KJ Jefferson missing game. You can't have Jaden Hazelwood miss a game. Like you can't not that Jaden Hazelwood has missed a game, but he's been dealing with an injury. You have to stay healthy. And if they stay healthy, they will win out. That's a fair point. I want to want to circle back to what you just said there. You I, you sort of lumped all of those guys into the same category. KJ Jefferson is like all caps, cannot miss a game. Yes, K, KJ Jefferson cannot miss a game. You hope that the sore shoulder is what it is. It's just a sore shoulder. So, but that's what I'm saying. Five and zero. Oh. All right, let's wrap it up here with our friends from MyPerfectFranchise.net. Always thankful for them. They do a great job over there. That's Andy Ledecky. Give him a call, 404-973-9901. If you are a displaced corporate executive and you want to put your career in your own hands, Andy Ledecky, he's a longtime Rivals member, big sports guy. He's a franchise veteran. He's owned multiple. He owns multiple right now, and he uses the expertise that he has to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call him and put your life and career in your own hands. Once again, that number is 404-973-9901. It's myperfectfranchise.net. All right, reminder, we will only be doing Monday, Wednesday, Fridays moving forward. So you had the episode today. Talk to you on Wednesday, and we'll talk to you on Friday on the Gridiron Hogs podcast.